happiness because it's it's all about you know we're trying to find our happiness but there's no thing you don't need to find it you just need to choose it because i tell you a story I, i was working um i was working in new york uh, in a crepe place where it was very busy and I was doing the crepes and was a lady next thing we were taking the order and she was always happy, always, no matter what, people would curse her, treat her in a situation, in, in ways. Um, and I was asking, like, I, I was getting upset, like, how can you still stay so happy after how they're treating you? She said, look, I'm waking up every morning and I choose to be happy and nobody will think it for me. It's a choice. It's really a choice. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week, In this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest will help you move away from past programmed cycles that don't serve you and help you move into new perspectives that aid in your happiness, peace, and growth. Zaki Ozeri is the author of Fuck Your Past and Monk vs. Monkey Mind. He taps into his life experiences and relationship with his family to help give you clarity on how you can live your best life. He talks about how he chose not to stay in the same victim and old school mindset of his parents that he knew didn't serve him. He also gives great advice on how to move away and create space from people, friends, or family that don't support you, your dreams, and your growth. He is a firm believer that happiness is a choice and that we all should be honest with ourselves and take responsibility for the life we're living. He will encourage you to not be stuck in the past and instead help you change your current self from recycling the same toxic thoughts and experiences as past versions of yourself. Zach, yeah, I gotta tell you, say, buddy, I was, uh, you know, watching some of your videos um, before hopping on the podcast today and yesterday, and you have this very calming, very nice, chill energy to you. Have people told you that before? Yeah, but it's kind of confusing because I'm gonna tell you something because my reality uh, that created by my parents was very stressful, and I actually was very close to my mom at that time, and I felt her, you know, emotion and anger. Uh, came towards me as well as physical, you know, emotional that she has. And when people see that, because it, it reflect, you know, when I was a kid, it was reflect outside. I was aggressive. I was, you know, um, going to uh, starting fights and stuff like that in classes and, you know, being angry for no reason, not knowing what's the reason. But now I know it's because my mom was so close and felt the same way. I thought it's, you know, natural. It's it's okay to do those kind of um emotional or spread emotion the way she did. Um, so when people say that, I was like, wait, what? Are you sure? <laughs> You're talking to the right person? But yeah, in my journey now, I can understand because I've, I've been, you know, working on myself. I've been, you know, trying to meditate and uh, stillness and stuff like that. So it makes sense. But, you know, the, time, the, the, the process to get to that point 
now it took a while and for you to say that yeah so appreciate it yeah of course oh, this is awesome all right so let's jump into this a little bit more so i it's very similar in a way i grew up with a very bad temper um we just get really angry want to start fights just yeah. a lot of rage say it again Dennis the Menace was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but honestly, like, ang- but Dennis the Menace, but even angrier. Um, yeah. Right. And then, so, you know, through meditation, through mindfulness, through certain things, uh, I've moved myself, this version of Justin, a little bit further and further away from the temper and the anger. Um, this is very interesting. So, you feel like your your mother was kind of that big advocate in what created yeah. that sort of a stress and that anger in you to begin yeah. with, because that's how she was. Of course, to no doubt about it, especially when I was writing my third book. And what I did in my, my third book is basically explain, uh, I did a mirror between me and my mom. So I saw exactly how I was reacting compared to her and also the changes that I met compared to her because she's still stuck in the past. So to, to, till this day, going back to the past instead of trying to move forward. And I don't think she's going to get out of it anytime soon. But um, so I saw a lot of similarities, a lot of pattern that's um, been implemented to my life, um, thinking that it's not, but it was there. And I also added layers to that, like drugs, abuse, um, and other kind of abuse that I, you know, led into because of that. Isn't it so interesting when you grow up in a certain environment, you think that's just how life is, right? So you think... Getting super angry, having a temper is just life. That's just how people are. This is a very normal way to uh, interact and to be. And then it's like only when you get older and you realize other families, other households, other dynamics of people where it's like, whoa, that doesn't exist everywhere. You don't have to get so dang- so angry. You don't have to have such a temper. There's ways to talk about things calmly. And it's like something you don't really understand again until you grow up and then you see other people and other aspects of life. What were some of the things... Zaki, do you feel like that helped you really besides meditation or maybe even go more into depth in meditation? But what are some of the things that helped you really shift away from that angry version of yourself to this more calm and peaceful version? Yeah. Uh, so I, first of all, the emotion is still there. The difference between now and then is the ability to um, not stabilize it, but understand it and um, accept it or maybe um, reflect or try to, understand, try to do things differently. Because uh, the emotion will be there. You're going to be upset, but you're not going to show it, maybe. That's one of the things that you learn over the journey or process that you're doing, uh, doing over the years. And I think, and I don't think the age is the, the factor. I think it's the, uh, the idea if you have something that you want to achieve and you see that it's not go- going your way or the results are not there. So you're not trying to reflect and see why. And the more you want it, the more you're going to reflect. But if you're going to go on, you know, I call it the flow, you know, with all the people, like everybody else, then you're going to keep having the same result over and over again. Let me ask you this. Um, success for you now and before you start this podcast, what does success was for you? How do you describe success? Success for me is, is me becoming the best version of myself. Me... Being the most loving version of Justin I could possibly be. Like all the outside stuff, that doesn't really matter to me as much at all. It's just who I am showing up every single day. And if I can show up as the best version of myself, the most loving, kind, open, empathetic, understanding, compassionate version of myself every day, that's success to me. Is that success according to today? Or that success was always there in the beginning? Or did it change over the years? It definitely changed over the years. My success before was money, like, look at me, look, look, like, you know what I mean? Like, look what I've done, look who I am now. Like, that was the more means of success. It was more of the outside thinking I was successful, where now that's not how I look at it anymore. So let me, let me uh, touch a few things. First of all, um, there was a research uh, that was posted by PwC that says 12% of kids are able to inherit their parents' uh, businesses. 3% of that are basically able to maintain for generation. 17% of us, of the kids, um, able to find their mission or their talent when they are young and they're able to pursue it. But 60 to 70% of us, basically in the, what I call lost and found. And I think the transition between when you figure it out, 
what exactly you want from yourself, and not just money, what is your mission, and understand it, the difference between life and existence, which we're going to talk about in a second, that is where you, be, you are able to, um, I guess, reflect, I guess, uh, uh, want to learn, want to grow, uh, and want to make the right choices, because success, we all born, born successful people or kids, we just either successfully making the right choices in our life or successfully failing to make the right choices in our life. And those are the differences or small difference between successful people and unsuccessful people. Um, and as soon as you get to the point that you find exactly what you want from yourself or what you want to achieve in life, that's thing changed because you start making the right choices. And while making the right choices, it doesn't mean that you're always going to make the right choices, but this mindset will be there in order to change, tweak, or going forward compared to somebody that's stuck and makes keep making the wrong or uh, the wrong choices day after day. You said something very interesting that really kind of just helped me in a moment too. Um, you know, with that rage and anger and those things inside of you, you said that the emotion is still there, and that's helped me so much in this moment because. It's just reinforced this for me. I kept trying to run from those emotions. My my version of being successful in me not having a temper anymore or getting angry or lashing out anymore, that version of success meant that I didn't feel those emotions anymore, that I got to a place and I never felt them again. And I'm realizing and learning that that's just not always how it is. So, yeah. And like you saying, the emotion is still there and I feel that a lot of the time that that emotion still hits me, but now I can be mindful in it, look at it, understand that's not who I want to be. I understand that's not how it serves me, but you just really helped me connect back to that. Instead of me running from that emotion, just understanding that that emotion is there, and now it's my job to observe it and be with it and let it pass through me. So one of the reasons uh, we can find our uh, mission or we can find our talent or gift or uh, superpowers, if whatever you want to call it, is because we... From the beginning, we're running away from something. And until we figure it out why we're running away, we will not be able to succeed in anything. Because success, it depends on each person, right? Some of us just want a simple thing, which is basically because of the trauma, we want to be able to provide to our family because it wasn't there in the beginning, right? We want to be there for our family. We want just a simple check that can be help, that can help do all those things, put food on tables. Um, for some other people, there are goals like, you know, helping, service, and stuff like that. Um, but until you figure out life and existence, which that's what the point I was trying to, to be before, I talked about before, is existence is all about need. It's, I need a car. I need, I need a, uh, food. I need clothes. I need vacation. I need, when you find life, it's all about mission. It's all about service. It's all about helping. And then when you tap into that, then all the needs that you thought you need are coming less. Even love. It might be less. You don't need as much love as you thought you need because you already have a mission. And it's, I don't want to say distract you from love, but it, you already have a value. You find value. You start finding value. Find value in yourself. You start to uh, uh, love yourself. You start accepting yourself. You start accepting life, you start accepting the past, you move forward from the past. With all the things coming together, it, it doesn't have, a, you know, it doesn't have a, a, a steps. So it's just one step that you just need to figure it out. I love that. When I started to love myself more, it was literally like all the love I ever needed. I feel so filled with, with love for myself and my being. And the, the idea with this too, it's not like a conceited love. I love everyone out there, you too, Zachy, everyone out there the same as much as I love myself. It's just, it's that same understanding that we're pure, infinite, beautiful beings from the consciousness of God. Like we are God, we are part of God. So that's where that love comes from. And I feel the same love for everybody else. But when I really started to feel that love for myself, I filled my cup up. Like I didn't need it really anywhere else, I was still beautifully able to receive love from others in a more abundant way than I ever even received it before. But it was like, at that point, I didn't even need it, but it was still yeah. beautiful to receive it and get it. Um, but getting to that point where, and isn't that how everything works? It's like, when you stop resisting, like when you resist, you persist. So when you stop, when I stopped resisting against certain things like love, and when I just said, hey, this isn't something I need outside of myself, I'm not 
clawing and scratching for it outside of myself. It's not something I'm desperate for or wanting for. And it's like, once we eliminate that, once we eliminate that want, it all just flows to us. And once I eliminated me wanting the love from everywhere outside of myself, when it was just here within myself, that's when I received that love from outside even more than I ever had before. Yeah, because if you love yourself, you're going to get love. Because you mm. don't really looking for it, you're going to get love. If you value yourself, you're going to get value outside. It's, it all depends on how you see yourself. And the, the only way to actually do it is face yourself in the mirror and see exactly what you don't like about yourself, what exactly is missing. And if it's something that you can change, change it. But you need just to accept where you are because it's nothing else. You can't do anything about it. It's not going to change unless you do something. If it's you need a diet, just you know, find the right diet for you. If you need something to do a surgery, find the right surgery. But it's it, there are tools. You just need to accept them and do it instead of just thinking how, why, and cry about it. And mm. I think when people are facing themselves in the mirror, like I did, it it will help them to realize that they are facing themselves. Nothing else. Stop looking at the window. Stop looking at you know. Stop looking at at the mirror and face yourself. Don't be afraid. Actually, fear can actually help you because if you see a lot of successful people, they drive from fear, they drive from struggles. Struggles are much what, what exactly make them creative, be creative, figure it out, way solution because they, they, the, the back is against the wall. What else are you gonna do? What else, you're gonna stay in the wall or you wanna go forward? So it's all about what, how much you want it. How much do you want to succeed? How much do you want the life that you dream of? And if you don't want it, if you simple, how much do you want the simple? And what exactly do you need to do in order to get the simple? Mm. Um, there's, this is what I know. If you want to go big, there is a lot of sacrifice that need to be made. That means you might need to cut people off. You might need to even cut your family just to have the space and ability to drive yourself. If the circle that you are right now with not helping you to go where you should be, then step out. You can come back to it when you are a successful person. But until then, they're just going to stop you, block you from achieving what exactly you are trying to achieve. Because of my family reality that was built by my mom and dad, which I love and accepted, um, and also um, my dad you know, had the time to basically uh, take responsibility, which is another thing we should do in our life, in ourself, um, I knew from day one that I want to make X amount of money just because I want to be there for my family, not for myself, for my family. And if I can be there for my family, I can be for other people. But I didn't have a plan. Well, I, I wanted to be a soccer player, but it that wasn't fit my mom needs. She didn't want me to be a soccer player because it's associated with other people, which I feel stupid, you know, ridiculous because if I was continuing with soccer or basketball, I might be a better life right now, but it, it didn't happen. So I cannot cry about it. I can only have the understanding to why she was acting the way she was acting and forgive her. That's it. Now, if I'm going to be stuck on this, that I wasn't a soccer player or that my parents didn't have enough money to put me in a soccer player, a soccer um, uh, uh, team, then, you know, I will be stuck like my mom. And that's what I'm trying to do. Not to be stuck, get out of the circle, not be uh, 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 fear, risk things, knowing that they might feel, you know, stressful. Use the stress, you know, to drive more instead of go back and lay on, 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 on the couch on bed and cry about it. Mm. Uh, I want to ask you about that, something that you just mentioned. So you mentioned about, right, when we want to grow and become the version of who we need to become. And sometimes that does mean moving ourselves away from people or cutting ourselves off. It's just, I feel like when people hear the word, like cutting yourself off from family or friends, it feels like too much. It feels like overwhelming. It's like, I'm just supposed to cut my family off. Like, how am I supposed to just do that? So uh, let's talk about that a little bit more. I want to talk about like what that actually really means, how we can actually do that successfully, but we're not burning these bridges that we can never come back to later. Um, and really like what that means for somebody, because it does feel like too much to all of a sudden just remove yourself from, from, from the people that you know best. Sure. Um, so for me, cutting off people, um, I, I realized that the reason why I was acting that way is because I wasn't feeling the support that I needed. And the reason that the support wasn't, again, my family is a loving family, but they are very old fashioned way and way thinking, thinking that, you know, you only need to go to university, have a degree and 
job and family, which it wasn't my path. So for me to go and ask for them for advice, it will be risky for them. So I will always hear about the risk, not about the reward. Yeah. So that's the reason why I love my family. I'm talking to my family, but I take a distance. I move myself out of Israel to New York. I speak less about my business and talk about other things that involve the family, nothing to do with my business. That's how you basically separate your family. Friends, I'm sorry, but friends, if you don't have a friend that helps you grow or or on the same level that you are, you are or have the same kind of goals, they are going to hold you back. Now, I'm not saying cut them off completely, but for a temporary time, cut them off in order to move forward. Otherwise, you want to feel emotion about it. Otherwise, you feel guilt about it. And if you feel those emotions, you will not be able to use it in order to excel. So in the end of the day, it's a choice. Right. If you take Adam and Eve's story, for example, right, it's it's not about just the Adam and Eve eating the apple and getting thrown to Earth. It's all about the choice. Could they have a life that they wanted? They have a life that free life. They were naked in heaven. They had everything. They the only thing that they shouldn't do or wasn't supposed to do is eat for the apple. And that's when created the choice, the freedom of choice. This is the only thing that we have free in this world. Nothing else. Freedom of choice, and, and we cannot know, or we sh- some some we can you know. You know, you can choose between right and wrong, right? But some choices that you are thinking that the right choice, but it's later on you can figure out it's it's a wrong choice. But if you have a positive mindset, then you can okay, this did not work for me now. What do I need to quick? What do I need to change in order for it to work? Because if you keep mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over again, except uh, expecting a different result that called insanity. Mm, awesome. <laughs> uh, that was so good. I like how you broke that down, that situation like with your family. It's like you still love your family. They're still loving. They're incredible. But right, why talk to them about your business or things that doesn't that that they don't really see fit that don't really align with them that you know is not going to be a constructive conversation. So like I like that. It's like still having them still being with them. You like you moved your location, you you moved to New York, so you created that little bit of actual physical space. But then you're just creating that space in your words between you and them and the things that really wouldn't get you anywhere or have any positive sort of feedback regardless and then so you can shift those things out. And then still shift in the other things that align more, that make more sense. I, you know, when people say cut off, they usually mean just like, that's it, you're done, see you later. But I like that aspect of it where you're just removing that little aspect of your relationship because nothing good is coming from it anyway. Yeah. And, and the reason why you can, you're able to do that thing, because again, uh, the one of the things that I realized is, and the important key is taking responsibilities. Now, if you're not moving to the direction that you want in life, that means, uh, and you stay with where you are, you should take responsibility for the fact that you stayed where you are. No matter if the guy cheated you or, or, or lied to you or this, you could have left. You could, if you have a girlfriend and, and she's cheating on you and she you know, doesn't respect you, doesn't feel like, and you stay there, and then she broke up with you, it's your fault. You had the opportunity to leave. You saw the flags. Take responsibility. And when you do those, when you take responsibility, then it's easier for you to detach, understand, forgive, and forgive yourself as well, because nobody else will forgive you. I love that. It. It's just taking our power back. Like that's a that's like a very good simple example. Like if someone cheats on you and, and you know about it, this may be hard to hear. And I'm sorry if it's hard, but this is just real and like we love you. That is on you. They cheated on you. You're aware of that. It is on you to make a choice and a decision. It is your choice to make. If you stay with them and they continue to cheat on you or treat you badly, you cannot blame that person. They are just being who they are. It's yourself who's allowing yourself to still be in that situation. And let me point something out. If you somebody, because I'm hearing a lot of people saying, we have to take control of our life. I even in my first book thought that is, that is the right direction to go take control of your life. But there's nothing you can control in life. Nothing. Mm. Control it's an illusion. The only thing you can do is make the right choices. Or, or figure it out. Look, yo, it's the right choice is the only thing you can do. Control it's an illusion. And if you can tell me one thing you can control in life, please let me know. Because I can't see or can I find something that I can't control now. Even my body. 
You can say, oh, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm putting healthy food in my mouth. You sure about that? Because you don't know where the food is coming from. You don't know how your food is going to digest in your stomach. And you, don't, you cannot tell me how your heart beats beating without using any kind of tools in order to check it. So you're not really in control of your body. You're maintaining your body. Mm. You, you, you try to do what's good for your body, but you don't really know until you actually put it in and, and see how it digests in your stomach. But this is nothing you can control in life. And people understand that the only thing they can do is stabilize mm. and create the right choices. And stabilizing means standing still, being alone, taking a step back, making the right choices. Or if you're not making the right choices, understand and figure it out. Mm. Make a change, tweak it in order to move forward. Honestly, perfect. And I want to talk to you. So we, you mentioned a little bit about uh, your two books. So book number one is called Fuck Your Past. Yeah. The other book is called Monk vs. Monkey Mindset. I love that title. Monk vs. Monkey Mindset, Becoming Aware of Your Thoughts to Manifest the Life of Your Dreams. So, Zachy, why should we say F our past? Why, why, is, why do we have that sort of, uh, of idea towards our past? Can you change it? You cannot. <laughs> can, can I change what I said a minute ago? No. I can maybe record it again, right? And resend it. We, we try to reconstruct one of my words, but I can't. It's already in the past. I can't, I can't cry about something that I just said and wasn't right to say, right? Or if I miss a word or repronounce things, or I can't. It's the past. So should I cry about it? Or should I move forward or create a, a better point or clear point? To your listeners in order to be inspired in order to understand that you cannot control anything mm. and letting go is the only way to go forward you need to go back in order to go forward when you go back you need to accept understand take responsibility again the same words over and over again because just exactly those tools to help you to move forward you can't skip any one of them. It doesn't matter how, you know, in which order is going to come, but those are the step or and I don't like this because it's only step one because you need to take the step that you want to move mm -hmm. forward and step out of it. But this is the tools in order for you to go to or to find your passion and gift and what do you want to do with yourself, with your life? Do you think there is benefit in... Not living in the past, but looking in the past, observing it to try to not make the same mistakes or things now that we had done there, just simply to learn from it. So while I'm, I'm actually writing my third book and I'm about to do it on my fourth and fifth, the thing is the history keeps repeating itself. And that's what I was seeing when I was writing the third books. And I keep repeating the same history that my mom and my dad was doing when I was, you know, creating the, is their reality. So going back, understanding those, uh, um, understanding our history, understanding the pattern, understanding why they were acting the way they were acting, going back to the grammar side of, of both sides, uh, grammar, see how they treating my mom and dad, understanding all of this, it's, it's, it's critical, you know, for us to move forward. But accepting it and understanding why, that's the only way for us to, you know, live our life now or accepting our life now and, you know, move forward. Hmm. Do you feel like, so something, so when I saw, you know, the, the title of your book, I, I have the same sorts of ideas. It's like the past is over and gone and done with. Like the yeah. regret that we feel, it doesn't serve us. If we look at something and we're like, hey, you know, maybe next time something like that comes around, I want to look at that differently and feel grateful that you had yeah. that past experience. So now you can maybe act differently moving forward, but not feeling regret towards that back towards that past experience. And a big idea too that I feel like in like kind of saying after your past is who you were right those years ago is not who you are right now. And if yeah. you stayed stuck in that past version of yourself and you thought, hey, you know, I'm Zachy. This is how I used to be back then. This is just who I am now. 
everything I'm basing off my current reality is based off my past reality. So of course, that's who I was then. That's that has to be who I am right now, and that's where that separation I think comes in, and why I am an advocate of saying "f your past" because when we do that, we just keep recycling and keep reliving the same experiences. If we keep thinking about ourselves currently as our past version of ourselves, but we can realize in this moment it's new. No other moment has been like this before. This is a brand new moment for us to proclaim and declare who we want to be and how we want to show up in the world. And those past versions of ourselves literally have not one thing to do with how we decide to show up right now. And when we can say that at the past, after who I was back then, I can learn from those things. That doesn't mean that's who I need to be right now. That's how like real change and growth and things can occur because we're not just reliving the same exact version of ourselves because we're seeing this present version of ourselves as something brand new and a new way that we can express ourselves. Yeah, so you 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 point it's you your own point with what just being said, but I want to add something uh, happiness because it's it's all about you know we're trying to find our happiness, but there's no thing you don't need to find it, you just need to choose it. Because mm -hmm. I tell you a story, I, I was working, um, I was working in New York. Uh, in a crepe place where it was very busy and I was doing the crepes and was a lady next thing we were taking the order and she was always happy, always, no matter what, people would curse her, treat her in a situation, in, in ways. Um, and I was asking, like, I, I was getting upset, like, how can you still stay so happy after how they're treating you? She said, look, I'm waking up every morning and I choose to be happy. Mm -hmm. Nobody will think it for me. It's a choice. It's really a choice. And I understand that there, and if you're gonna get stuck on whatever happened yesterday and you take this feelings, whatever it was, the, the situation where you're taking to the next day, again, it's on you. It's mm. your responsibility. You can shake it off. You know, it's funny because I mentioned on, on my second book about uh, the dogs, um, the way they, you know, when, when a dog, when a dog do something bad in, in, in the apartment. You come in and you, you get upset at the dog and you say something to him or say, no, whatever it is. And you go out and come back like it's never happened, right? They get excited no matter what, right? They see you get excited no matter what. So it, same like the dog, because they, they're very smart and they remember as, as, as much as we do, they are able to change the mindset, right? They're able to tap to the happiness because they missed you. So there's a choice that needs to be made in order for us to grow, in order for us to understand. And I think when I start to choose happiness, my, um, I call it now opinion about other people is now happy, like a positive opinion about people compared to judgment when it was when I was insecure, unhappy, um, and felt like useless, to be honest. So I was projecting this mind towards other people. Oh, look at this guy, look at this girl, look at that girl. And you know, when you change that, then it's not, it's not gonna be judgment anymore, it's gonna be opinion. It's gonna be a positive opinion because you're gonna find something good, even if you don't like the person, you're gonna find something good or you're gonna understand why it's acting the way it is instead of figuring out, oh, this, is, this guy is a S, this, or this guy is a BS, whatever it is. Mm. You know, I saw a video recently where somebody is like, you want to have an understanding of like how someone's day was or how they're feeling, ask them how their interactions that day went, right? Like when they interacted with somebody, how was it? So when someone's talking to you, this will give you a really good understanding of who they are and what kind of like mindset and vibration they're in. And it's like, so um, who, do, like, who did you talk to today? You know, I talked to this person at this grocery store. They were so rude to me. They bumped into me. They didn't say sorry. Then I was driving and this other person flipped me off and this. And you start to understand what, how their day was going, right? And you see these one after another of this person having these interactions that were not so pleasant or not so great. It's like that right there tells you the mindset of who you are and how you were that day. Yeah. Because if you were feeling loving and positive and gratitude, that person who bumped into you at the grocery store who was rude to you wouldn't matter. You wouldn't even see them in that sense. You may still see the rudeness. You'd be more aware of it though than actually adopting and taking on those emotions. 
Yeah. Right. And it's so true. It's not, it's never dictated on anyone else. And understanding that those people, how they're acting has everything to do with themselves. It actually has nothing to do with you whatsoever. But when you go through your day and you have these sorts of interactions, it tells you who you are and how you've been throughout that day. And really when you're loving and kind and you feel abundant and you feel love for yourself and those around you, those interactions are completely, completely different. You're still going to have the emotion. You're still going to go walk and say something to yourself, but you're not going to say it out loud to the other person, but you're going to go and, you know, but the process of letting it out will be so much easier. So when you get to the point of seeing another person, it's not going to be existing anymore. Now, if you want to go to the book, uh, Fuck Your Past. So I realized that I was homeless a few times and it got to the point that, you know, I can either understand why I'm getting to this point, why I've been in this position that I'm homeless, or I can cry about it and tap into the reason why, which is my parents, the same cycle they have we put us in a situation where we were homeless or switching uh, from apartment to apartment, never were in one apartment till 20 years later when they actually found themselves and be able to stay in one location for as long as they've been living. One of them just passed away. But, um, and again, it's all a matter if if you want to move forward or if you want to stay in the cycle that your parents. And I felt like I needed to move forward. At that time, I was losing my partners. I lost my girlfriend. And most importantly, I lost myself. So do I want to lose more than what I already have? It's Again, it's just a matter of how much do you want to succeed? How What does success means to you? Identify those things, your goals. Uh, do you want just to be a simple? Because when I asked you before in the beginning, what successful meant for you in the beginning of my transition, my success just to be stable, to be able just to keep rent, to keep paying my bills, to build my company and, you know, start moving forward. It, it, the plan too that I have today, which is much bigger and huge uh, compared to what it was before, it wasn't, it just implemented, it just being constructed as long as, as I was going as I was starting to realize what my gifts are, as I was trying to realize my mission in life, as I started to, the service that I can provide, if it's the construction or just the books of me talking or my experience or the other thing that I'm, I'm working on, which is running foundation and other things that I have plans in my mind that's still on, on the shelf, but I know that it's there and I'm, I'm going to grab it one day and able to do those things. So, yeah. Mm. I think it's really important for... Because uh, I know it was really important for me to finally like grasp this and understand this idea that any past thing that happened to you that you are still mad or angry about now, the way your parents raised you, how this person treated you, how they acted towards you, those things, those past traumas that happened to us years ago, they only exist there in reality. They exist in the fabricated reality of the past version. It doesn't exist now. The only thing that allows it to exist now is our continuous thoughts and us bringing our own trauma back into the into the now moment. It doesn't actually exist there. It only exists there because we keep thinking about it and because we, and let's take ownership and responsibility of this, it's because we keep bringing it into the past. The thing that happened to you 20 years ago, that doesn't exist anymore. It only exists currently because you keep thinking about it and because you keep feeling the trauma of it. I'm not saying to to ignore those past traumas at all, like at all. It's to look into them deeper. One of the things that really helped me with my, and I love my parents, they were great. They raised me fantastically. I had such a great upbringing. I'm insanely lucky. My dad used to have a really bad temper where I got it from, my mom too, but my dad used to have these like huge explosions. And there were these moments that like throughout my life, these little you know times throughout it where I felt trauma from experiences like through my father. And instead of running from them and instead of kept bringing them into the, into the present, because that's what I would do. I did the same thing. I'd be mad at him for that and I'd be mad at him now. It doesn't exist now, but the feelings and emotions of anger are happening now because I'm bringing it from the past into the now. And then so I would look deeper into those things and I would have deep conversations with my dad. And I started to understand why he did some of these certain things. And a lot of that had to do with his upbringing, where he came from, the programming that was given to him. And in that, there's a piece that comes from it because it's like he didn't know any better. He was also trying his best and he was acting how he was acting based on his past experiences as well. Right. So 
whatever you need to do to go deeper into that trauma so that you can heal yourself from it and feel peace from it. Also understanding that that person, that parent, whoever it was, how they acted, they were so detached from the love of God, from the love of source, from the love of the, from the love of the divine, almost feeling empathy for them because they must have been so far removed from that love and that beautiful feeling for them to have acted in that way. And then other can be empathy, empathy for them. Be like, wow, you must have been in a really dark, low place. And you must have been feeling literally no love in your heart at all for you have acted that way towards me. And how sad is that for someone to have no love in their heart and to act in such a malicious, mean way? It's not condoning it or accepting it, but it's understanding it more and finding that peace so that we stop bringing those past traumas into the present because it's only us who keeps recreating them. Yeah, it's and I'm going to... So my, my parents had the same kind of issue, but they were actually running away, um, they basically, the job that they found after 20 years, they, they try to be there as long as they can, instead of, you know, and not to be home, not to, because coming back home, they felt the, the past, they lived the past. Going outside and, and be with other people, they, they basically had this love that they never had or never received, either from each other or their family. Um, so seeing this now, I, I, I feel I, I try to basically tap into the fact that I'm, I don't want to run anymore and tap to the, yes, I do want to be around people that loves me and support me, but I, I just, I, I don't know, it's just, you, you just mentioned a really good point, which threw me off a little bit with my thought, but it's, yeah, it just, it just, came back to me all these memories right now. So give me a sec. <laughs> yeah, ta honestly, take your time, please. And there's gratitude in these moments as well, too. So this sounds kind of crazy, but it's true, right? So your parents kind of raising you the way that they raised you, my parents raising me the way, the way that they raised me, in those moments of like uh, outbursts and anger or temper, there's gratitude there because it made me realize that's not who I want to be. And there was nothing wrong with them being that way. There was nothing wrong with them at all. Like, I want to stress that. They were amazing. I have, I love them so much. And there was nothing wrong with the way that they acted. But it just showed me through these moments of trauma, okay, this is not who I want to be. Right? Yeah. And like, there's such immense thanks and gratitude for that. Because it's like, cool, I see this thing I don't want to be. Now let me start moving in that other direction. And maybe without that experience, maybe I would have moved more towards that instead of being so repelled from it. Yeah. And I... And I think what's changed in my life is the fact that my dad, when he found his, his place, his work, or, you know, his environment that he loved and start feeling love, um, he was able to basically, uh, like I said, take responsibilities. And we sat down and, and he talked and explained everything. And from that day, things changed till the day he died. We were very close. Mm -hmm. We were uh, I'm always in contact compared to, to be honest, compared to my other brothers. I think I'm the only person that consistently talking to my dad about everything, not just about, you know, it can be sports, can be life, can be mom issues, can be anything. And, and I didn't see him as the past dad, I see the present dad that, that trying to help me out to achieve my dream compared to that dad that wasn't there and was too, um, he actually was was, was uh, running away, like he always did. At that time when he was not in my life, he was running away. I'm going to give you an example. Um, when I turned 13 and I had my bar mitzvah, um, we were living literally not even a block from the synagogue. When my mom and dad stepped out from the apartment, my mom turned left and my dad turned right. My mom went to the synagogue, my dad went to the other side didn't came to my permission. So for me, it's going to be, you know, very traumatic and very disrespectful. Um, but I forgive him because I understood now exactly what happened. And so that he does, didn't want to face those people because he didn't have enough to give. And when he had enough to give, or when accepting the reality that he had, that he, he created and accepting himself, that is when he started to show up to our family meetings, to our family traditions, to, our, to from, for myself, to me, and showed some support that, Till the day die, he always was there. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's honestly incredible. So many times, like that, oh God, it's so good. Like that experience where your dad walked the other way, 
so many experiences where we feel hurt from that person or what they did was wrong. Just think about it. Anytime you've had that sort of a situation, that's literally like that other person waving the white flag of them being in pain or suffering or not feeling whole or not feeling love. That is literally what that is. And we all do this, myself included, we'll react first to that. We'll say, how could you do that to me? I cannot believe you'd act that way. And that's our first reaction. But if we can take a step back, be aware of the situation, not feel attached to it, but just be able to observe it and then really realize in order for someone to have acted that way, they were not in a good place. Think about it. Anytime that you out there listening, anytime me, I've acted not in a good way, in an angry way, or in just um, a, a, a non-compassionate way is because I wasn't feeling good and I wasn't whole and I wasn't feeling fulfilled or like I could serve or to give and I was just feeling really bad and low. Yeah. So just like taking that to heart and really, and again, it's not condoning those actions. It's just understanding them, which allows us to have a little bit more peace in our life. And it's sorry, because my dad, if he had the support or if he believed in himself, he had a gift. I now see where my creativity or writing came from, because my dad wrote a script, which I just now translated and I'm hoping to find somebody to take it. So if you are a producer or something, please call me back, DM me. Um, so he actually, the script himself, if you, you know, read it, it's so detailed to the point that you actually can see the movie inside the script. And I never felt something like this because I usually read self-help books and, you know, in order to find some, you know, things that can help me in my life and finance book. When I read this, it just, I just realized he had a gift and that, that's one of the mission route to actually put in a big screen to honor him because nobody else did. And the fact, and, and this is why cutting people off or stepping back from people that doesn't support you for what you do or doesn't understand what you do, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because if you have a plan that you know people will not be able to accomplish or people doesn't see that you can, it's okay. Just step back, move aside, take a year or two or three, doesn't matter. Be focused on what you feel that you should do, serve, or whatever thing that you have, and then come back. Nobody, it's a family. They're still gonna be there no matter what. And especially if you come back with you know, a reason or, 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 or success, they will be more than proud to have you. And maybe then they, they start to understand why you took those steps. And then maybe then they can, maybe even open up doors for themselves and say, no, not giving on themselves. Cause I feel like my family gave up on themselves when they chose a specific path that everybody else was choosing. Cause in, I'll give an example. My older brother chose to be a lawyer, not because he actually loved being a lawyer. It's because the notice about him making money and be able to provide to his family. Now he's suffering. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't feel any fulfillment. And, I feel sorry for him, and I'm looking now at him and trying to help him. It's not, it's, that doesn't work because he doesn't have the mindset of taking risks like I do. As you just mentioned, mindset too. Let's talk about monkey versus—I mean, say monk versus monkey mind. Again, becoming aware of your thoughts to manifest the life of your dreams. What is the difference between monk versus monkey mind? So, I think I think first of all, monkey mind is when a lot of thoughts comes in and you can understand which thoughts are. Which one, which one you should choose or which one you should listen to. Um, I realized that as I was progressing, uh, I wanted to use my conscious and not just my subconscious and to be able to reprogram my subconscious. Now, the reason why I, I wanted to do this is because I saw the pattern that I had with my family. I saw the pattern that I had with my life and I wanted to try to create a change. Um, and that's the reason why monk versus monkey mind uh, and try to open, you know, start using the old habits or the automatic habits and dig into, um, dig into the memories and reprogram, refine yourself, re-understanding in order to be able to use the uh, conscious or putting them together because if you separate them, then you're just going to be on the subconscious all the time because the subconscious is very, very um, massive compared to the conscious. And if you want to be creative, if you want to achieve more, you want to work together with your conscious. Now, one of the things that I did, which is a game changer for me, was the sleep meditation. 
it, 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 this has helped me out because I'm at that time was very stressful. Uh, I couldn't stand still. Uh, my mind was always thinking. So how will I be able to med meditate and feel like I was meditating and not feel like I wasn't doing nothing? What will be the best solution? And sleep meditation is the perfect solution. Sleep meditation, you don't need to do anything besides create your playlist that, you know, you feel a change. And I have so many playlists and so many playlists doing different things. Some of them are information. Some of them are guide meditation. Some of them are a mix of, of all of them. It, it just it depends on the mood that I have or finish the day. That way I, I basically decide which playlist I will listen to. Um, and changing your routine. And I start changing my routine, like I said, from nighttime, not from the morning, nighttime. And then when you change that, you started to be able to create new habits like working, waking up in the morning early, uh, cold shower and uh, prayer or all those things that you said you couldn't do. You find time because time is the only thing that we have and should appreciate. Because mm. without time, you cannot find any value. Not in life, not in money, not in anything. When you appreciate time, then you appreciate life. Um, as somebody who's been in the army and understand the value of time, then I actually, when I was in, in my bad time or life in life, I forgot about this. And when I start writing my second book, I realized, wait, I, I, I knew this all the time and I didn't actually did anything with it. I learned it when I was 18 and dismissed it like it was nothing, but time is the most important thing in life. And if you don't appreciate time, you cannot appreciate anything in life. I like, so I, I feel like, you know, a common theme in, in the work that you're putting out there is changing your current self from your past version of yourself, right? Because even like the subconscious mind, so like everyone out there, um, uh, anyone out there listening that just is a little um, new to this, it's like your subconscious mind is is your programming. It's where our, our minds are an autopilot most of the day. A very easy way to understand this is, you know, when you drive from your house to the grocery store and all of a sudden you're at the grocery store and you don't even remember driving really there, that's your subconscious mind. That's just putting you in autopilot, getting you to the destinations, getting you to the places you need to go as quickly as possible with as, with at least amount of thought as possible. Yeah. And the conscious mind, right, comes in and is aware. The conscious mind sees, yep, I'm driving right now. I see this tree. I see this per Like you're just aware of where you are and what you're doing. Your mind is set on the present moment. And yeah. I like that in a lot of things that you're doing too. It's like instead of having these just, you know, unconscious thoughts rattling through our brain, kind of that monkey mind of, of not really being able to stay still and having just this rush of thought and kind of madness and chaos in your mind, being able to slow things down and be more mindful and choose the thoughts that you're having, not let the thoughts just come out or choose themselves. You actually being deliberate and intentional in the thoughts that you're choosing. Then when we can be deliberate and intentional in the thoughts that we're choosing now, it allows us to be aware and mindful to not repeat those same things that we did in the past. So there is a trick to see if your mind is monkey mind or, <laughs> or if you are in a, in a good place. Um, let's try it right now. Mm. Let's do this. In a few seconds, I'm going to ask you to ask a question to yourself in your mind and see what the result, all right? And I'll, I'm going to count for a few seconds. And then before you say what was the thought or whatever, um, I'm going to tell you the three things that uh, you could have that could have happened, right? So the question is, and think about it when, when as soon as I tell you, think about it. Um, ask your mind, what thought will my mind create now? Now, so those are the three options that are going to happen. One, which is. Uh, will show that you are not stressful at all, will be nothing, will come up. Second, you're going to repeat the question over and over again. That means that you are trying to be in the, the, the number one. Third one, will you think about something and you quick recreate something that is not even was in your mind. And yeah, so what was your... <laughs> so when I asked myself, I sat there, I said, okay, what will my mind, right, what will my mind think next? And so I sat there and I watched. I observed to see what my mind may say next. And nothing happened. Because I was just waiting, sitting there, observing, 
But then after about three seconds, I asked the question. So I, I did one and two, and then I asked the question again. I'm like, what will my mind do next? And then I stopped and I waited again. But I asked myself, waited, nothing happened for a first few seconds. And then I asked myself the question probably like two more times after that. Yeah. So this is this is very um, normal. But I just this is another trick you can, mind trick you can do for yourself to see exactly where your mindset is right now. If you are monkey mind, you're going to create things that is not supposed to be there, or it's going to be still. And that's mean that you are actually able to not take control because there's no control, but you can decide what you want to listen or not. Yes, I love that. It's not control. It's just you making a choice and you being able to, to decide in that moment yeah. in which direction that you want to go. See, this is an interesting thing that I didn't know for a very long time. So many times our, our thoughts are stuck on autopilot and we are just thinking thoughts and there are subconscious mind thinking thoughts based off of our old programming. So we're just thinking these thoughts. We're thinking we have nothing to kind of even do with them. They're just the thoughts that we have. We can't change them. We can't direct them. We can't have intention behind them. They're just thoughts that are arising. Realizing that, yes, those thoughts will arise, but there's another version of yourself detached from those thoughts. You're not your thoughts. You can also be the observer of your thoughts. Yeah. And when thoughts do pop up, Subconsciously, instead of your mouth just saying them because you think that's your only option, you realize, okay, all right, well, I see that thought. No, I don't really, I don't really choose that one. I don't really choose that one. Okay, yes, this one's aligned with me. Now let me go in this direction. Yeah. And it is, it's just understanding that those thoughts that arise, they aren't really you in this present moment. You need to have the monk mindset, pull yourself back and be aware of your thoughts and then choose the thought that is most aligned to you in that moment. Not exactly right. Yeah. Awesome. I love both of these. I love, I need to check these books out. Where can I, on Amazon, I'm assuming? I'm, all online, Amazon, Apple, uh, Barnes & Mobiles, um, where else? There is um, everywhere online, to be honest. I, Beautiful. I just, yeah, just Google it and you find it. Perfect. We'll definitely put uh, some links in the show notes below to check out these books. And what is the name? Do you have the title of the new book coming out yeah. soon? The tree of life. And the reason why tree of life is, you know, when you and uh, I know in, in our school, they used to do a, a tree, a family tree. And that's how I basically, I real I started to realize and go, went to the root of my family to see where, why exactly my parents was acting the way they were acting, what exactly they were running from and why am I chose the same path till I was 38. And why was the reason why I was used, uh, adding drugs to it or abuse or any kind of things that happened to me over the years of being homeless. I just tapped into this all the way down in order to be where I am today. Um, and yeah, and I, mm. the thing about my third book, I think everybody will be able to read it compared to the other books. Because if you're somebody that's starting your journey, FYP will be the first book they should read. If you are somebody in the middle, then Monk versus Monkey Mind will be there. But the three, the tree of life is anybody can read it because it's go back all the way down to your childhood and trying to figure it out with true story that I have, which is using all the time, most of the time actually. And yeah, but most of it is my true story, to be honest. Amazing, man. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I feel so, so happy uh, for you. Just kind of who you are, this kind of light that's coming out of you and the fact that you went into the past, you dealt with those past traumas, you faced them head on and you found peace from them. Thank you. And now you're, of course, and now you're sharing this journey with the world. It's just amazing to see. So thank you so much for being yourself you. and then sharing this journey, of course. Appreciate it. Of course. Uh, and I want to, so I'm going to ask you the question I ask every single guest and I always preface it in a very similar way. So it's like, right, my, my Justin right now, who I am in this life, what I'm most driven to and aligned to is helping create peace in the world and really helping shift the collective consciousness uh, to a place of more oneness, more peace, happiness, joy, forgiveness, understanding, uh, acceptance of one another. That's what like the Spread Love Movement page is, is about. That's what this podcast is about. It's helping us shift the collective consciousness of the planet to one that is more peaceful and one that is more love. Um, so, Zachy, how do you feel every day uh, you are helping contribute to this sort of a shift of consciousness to one that is more loving and a consciousness that is more one? Well, th this is fulfillment. That's how I feel fulfilled because, you know, when you helping people in a state of mind that is not positive, um, that that when you actually feel used, 
And I don't feel used anymore because I have, I found my passion, I found my happiness, and I'm able to help. And this, I always love helping people, but I changed the, the fact that I'm not feeling used anymore and do it from a good place, from a place that wants to help without getting any return. And, and that's the difference between now and then and why it feels so fulfillment. That's beautiful. It's like when we can just serve and show up in a certain way because that's just who we want to be. Not for an end result, not to get anything back in return, but we just show up to help and to serve and to give and to love without any expectations. Ah, how fulfilled you can feel that the weight lifted off of your shoulders, the ease and the peace that comes with that will transform people's lives. Yeah. Because if you do something from love, it's not going to feel like work. You're not going to feel like something else. So as long as you do something like the same like athletes, the same like actors, as long as you see something that you love, you will never feel um, a whole. You never feel unfulfilled. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel happy. You're not going to need any kind of, you're not going to have any excuses. Even if, look, doing things that we are love doing doesn't mean we don't have diversity. doesn't mean that we're not going to have challenges. We do. It's just now we can see it differently and make sense or or find solution compared to the time when I'm going to point finger and other people, this is your fault. I take responsibility. I will find a solution. And if I can, if it does, doesn't work for me, I'll find something else in, in, uh, to move forward. But that's the difference between knowing what you want from yourself and not knowing. Running from somebody, from something, and not running. Uh, and yeah, that's the big difference. Well, that's something that I feel keeps coming up with you too, is like in the past, like not playing the victim mindset. Yeah. Like not being a victim to you. I, you keep, I love that. Right it keeps <laughs> Say it again. She's my mom right now. She's always playing the victims. That's yeah. Even look, she's visiting. She's here now visiting, and and I'm trying to you know feed her with this positive mindset. But for some reason, she's going to find some sort of story excuse about things that happened 40 years ago that really resonate now. When it doesn't resonate now, it was 40 years ago. Things can change if you want it. If you're going to change, if you're not going to change, it's not going to change. It'll be the same. Result over and over and over again. Something that I'm just going to remind you of, because something that I've relearned and been reminded of, um, is that <sighs> releasing any sort of control or want of someone to be a certain way or a certain version of themselves, right? Because I, I did the, the same thing. With my parents, it's like I'm, you know, I'm swarming them with this love and this positive energy. Why are they in moments still going back to those? We're not here to fix anybody. I'm not saying this is what you're trying to do at all, but no, we're no, not no. here. By the way, my mom is a loving person. She, she, my heart came from her. My heart of helping people came from her. I can't take anything from her, but she's still stuck in the past, and that's different between me and her. She's a good person. Everybody loves her. When she talks, she loves talking. Everybody loves her, but she is still stuck in the past, and doesn't want to let it go compared to me that I already moved forward. Yeah. And it's really like, it's allowing her to be in the past. Like you, like the, like, and you know this actually, like the best way that you can help shift your mom to a more positive mindset or a less victim mindset is you and your experience is you showing, we, you, you mentioned this in the beginning uh, before we even hopped on, we were talking about how like words don't have the most meaning. It's like how we act and how we show up. Yeah. Right. So you being you, this version of yourself showing up every moment, not playing the victim, being positive, having gratitude, being love. That is like the clearest way that we can help people shift from that victim mentality, that negative mindset into a more positive one. And I'll just say from my own experience, like I I had to, I learned to allow them to be there and not feel just, I would get like, like I was failing or it would like bring my energy down. I would feel so attached to the idea that I had to save them, that I had to help them create this better mindset or this different mindset. And I realize that that's not what I'm here for. That's not what anyone's here for. All yeah. I can do is be the best version of myself. They can see it. And if it's something that seems good to them, they see a light coming from me, then they may be like, okay, cool. Let me, huh, what he's doing seems like it could be working. There's a, there's, there's a difference to Justin. There's this light coming from him. 
let me then see if that's something that you know makes sense to me, and let me try this to see if it aligns with me. But that yeah. was something I, I really struggled with. It was like allowing them to st- just be who they are, loving them every moment, regard like loving them regardless, allowing them to be that way, and just showing up as the best version of myself that I can possibly show up as, having no attachment to who they are. Because it would bother me when they would still have these. I'm like, guys. Again, like that was 30 years ago. What do we still? And I would get like worked up and aggravated and angry. And it's yeah. like, that doesn't serve me or do anything good for anybody. And I need to release that attachment. That's what I do to my mom. Usually I actually ask her, does it serve you right now? Do you want to talk about <laughs> this? What's, what's going to help? I try to just, you know, feed her with the same kind of language. Hopefully that it resonates with her. If not, to just let it go and try to move, switch conversation to something more positive or something else just to move forward out of this, you know, uh, uh, subject, but it's, yes. it's, yeah, it's challenging, which is fine. Don't worry about it. It's just, it is what it is right now. That's a great, uh, thank you for just saying that. That's a great thing to ask a question. Like don't tell people anything, ask them a question, let them, don't say, Hey, this doesn't serve you right now. What are you doing? Yeah. You say, Hey, do you feel like this is serving you right now? It's just bringing you joy in this moment. And you let them figure it out for themselves. That was huge. Um, Buddy, thank you so much. This is amazing. Thank I, you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, this is great. I love your mindset, your story, who you are, your books, the idea, the message, and the love that you're putting out to the world. So much appreciation for it. If you can let everybody know, we talked about the books. We know we can get them anywhere online. Uh, if you can just let people know where they can find you on social media, if you have a website, anything like that. I don't have a website. The only thing that I'm using right now is uh, Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram. If you have any question or just want to chat, you can DM me. Um, free charge, to be honest. I'm, I'm open to help anybody that I can right now. So please, uh, tr- um, try me out, to be honest. Love it. And we'll put that in the show notes too, where you can reach out to Zachy. Buddy, this is a beautiful conversation. There's honestly, I feel like we got to set something up down the line because there's so many more things I feel like we could just dive into for hours. Yeah, for sure. Especially when my, my third book, I, I try not to put all of there, but I, there is a lot of things on my third book that can, you know, help a lot of people. Um, but yeah. Um, and hopefully by a year from now, I'll be in a better place than I am today. So yes. For sure. Do you know, just so people can uh, know this, do you know when the third book is coming out yet or it's well, not I sure? I just signed with a company uh, that Louis House actually used. So hopefully, I think it's six months from now uh, since uh, it's going to come out. Um, but I'm probably going to have, a, yeah, six six months from now, I'm going to Okay, cool. Awesome. My friend, thank you so much for being here and sharing this time and space. I, I have so much love for you, man, for real. I just, uh, you're, you're, you're turning, you know, your past and pain and difficult situations into such goodness and love. I'm using yes. it again. Again, stress can be used. To, again, stress can be used and struggle can shape us. It depends how you want to shape. You're going to stay the same or not because change is inevitable, right? Change is cannot, you cannot do anything. It's going to happen no matter what. If you're not, even if you're not doing anything, your body will change, fat, small, big, you know, your mind will change. Why not change for the positive? Why not change for the best? Why not figure out what you want to do with your life or do something positive with it? Because the change is inevitable. Yes. What a beautiful way to end things. Everybody, thank you so much for being here and taking this time and space with us. Please reach out to Zachy, hit him up, DM him, check out his books. We love you so much for real. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Yeah, so much, really. You being here, being a part of this conversation, sharing the space, uh, being in this sort of a consciousness. We love you so, so much. Cannot wait to see you next week. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, Please like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever you can do to help share this with the world. We put a lot of energy, effort, and time into creating this beautiful podcast with these incredible guests to help bring more awareness to the love that exists all around us. So if you can help spread some love, we'd really appreciate it. Love you.